welcome back to the Learning with Lauren podcast. I know it's been a minute. I have not recorded since I recorded my COVID Chronicles episode back in April and it's now end of August, which is absolutely insane, but I guess I've taken a little bit of hiatus and I want to get back into it. So further said, today's episode is in light of National Wellness Month, which is August. So as we're winding down August, I wanted to do a quick little episode about maximizing your health in your 20s, why that's important, and how to have a little glow up in your 20s. Um, so let's get into it. First off, I want to discuss why it's really important to maximize your health in your 20s in that decade specifically. So your 20s, you might think of it as, you know, your party age, your peak of your life, but really I think there's a different way that we can be thinking about our 20s and that is one where we are setting up our stability for the future, whether that be in terms of your career, your education, your health, that's what I'm going to be talking about today, and how you can use this 10 years of your life and how to set up your future self for the best possible you that you can achieve. Um, so I just want to first discuss that during your 20s, it's really important to surround yourself with good environments and good people, because I think that's one of the most important things we can do in our life in general. But like I said, as you're in this era where you're out of school, whether it be you are two years out of high school, you just finished college, you're entering your career, and the people you surround yourself with and the environments that you're in are going to form your opinions, they're going to form how you live your day-to-day life, and that has a big impact on you, whether you realize or not. If you're in a bad environment, that's going to have an impact on your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health, and you want to get out of there, trust me. Um, And on the topic of mental health, therapy, therapy, therapy in your 20s. I think it is one of the most important elements of my life that I started in college, so in my early 20s. And I'm just now getting back in therapy again. I've had a little hiatus as well, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Um, And if you are not a fan of therapy, which is completely understandable... But I do want to plug that therapy is for everyone, whether you have something bad going on in your life or not, it's for everyone. If you are not a fan of therapy, please prioritize your mental health in other ways. So whatever methods you need to use for self-care, whatever methods you need to use to reset and relax, please do those things do those things for yourself because that is crucial. And especially during your younger years, you want to really learn habits that are soothing to yourself almost like soothing your inner child that are going to set you up for a safe and healthy future all my next areas that i'm going to address fall under the umbrella area of physical health in terms of maximizing your health in your 20s so i just want you to know that that's the brief outline before we get into it i'm going to start off on a lighter note and then we're going to get into some of the more meatier areas so wear sunscreen in terms of your skin and your i guess physical outside layer of health 
wear sunscreen every day wear face sunscreen l to md is my favorite facial sunscreen and wearing sunscreen is crucial to the youth and rejuvenation of your skin and how to maintain a youthful look i know a lot of people think that this can be you know getting facials and while those are helpful sunscreen really is a game changer and wrinkles are approaching us friends so wear your sunscreen I also want to add that according to John Hopkins Medicine, sun safety is very important because although sun exposure can produce vitamin D, which I will get into later on the benefits of vitamin D, we want to protect ourselves against exposure to the sun's ultraviolet rays, so UV rays, that can damage our skin, eyes, and immune system. So this includes avoiding skin cancer, avoiding that premature aging of our skin, and thinking about how we can avoid further health issues down the line because skin cancer is more common than you think. Another way we can maximize our health in our 20s is to develop healthy eating habits earlier on and fixing negative eating habits that we might have already obtained in our high school years so adolescence years or in our early 20s as well. So healthy eating habits, including, you know, cooking for yourselves, making nutritious meals. Um, this is something that I have to say I am not too good about. I eat out for almost all my meals and that's because I work a lot. I'm a workaholic and it's just easier for me to order my food. But I do want to do better at this. This is one of my goals because I it is very important to develop these healthy eating habits now because a lot of these habits, like I said, are going to inform what we are like in the future. And also in terms of healthy eating, we need to be careful about what we're putting in our bodies, You know, whether it's excessive sugar intake, excessive um, processed foods, like anything that is processed foods, essentially. And you know, how can we avoid having higher cholesterol once we enter our 30s and our 40s and prevent these heart diseases and other health issues that you don't want to have in your earlier years and hopefully we can help promote the longevity of our lives, period. So these healthy eating habits are very important and also I think it's just good to know how to cook for yourself in your 20s and how to cook for yourself in efficient ways and that's something like I said that I'm still going to work on so I'll probably get into that in further episodes on how I'm trying to learn that for myself. In regards to fixing any negative eating habits that we have I do want to give a quick trigger warning for anyone with eating disorders. Um, I think that as I mentioned earlier with therapy that it is very important to acknowledge these issues that we may have and with our disordered eating and our image of ourselves in our 20s. I know I've struggled with my body image and I've struggled with with certain eating habits myself and it's just I I can't live like this anymore. I think you get to a point where you realize that you know you're suffering and you need to get outside help. So whether you need therapy for that, whether you need um admission into a treatment center, whatever it might be to fix disordered eating, this is something that you're going to save yourself, you're going to save your body in the future, and you're also going to find methods to boost your confidence. And so I really think that during your 20s, this is a very important time to 
you know, see what types of habits we have already created for ourselves and if we still find them beneficial, if we think they're harming ourselves and how we can work on those for the future and which ones we want to keep. Another interesting method of maximizing your health in your 20s is actually something I learned from a doctor who was a patient at my job who was talking about the role of calcium and vitamin D and why taking these supplements in your 20s and getting as much calcium and vitamin D from nutritious foods is so important because our bones mature finally. We stop growing at age 30. So calcium and vitamin D and strengthening our bones and really doing everything we can to prevent bone degeneration, even though it's inevitable, is powerful in your 20s. So according to the National Institute of Health, otherwise known as the NIH, Osteoporosis and Related Bone Diseases National Resource Center, calcium is necessary for our heart, muscles, and nerves to function properly and for blood to clot. Inadequate calcium significantly contributes to the development of osteoporosis, which is the degeneration of your bones, and low calcium intake throughout life is associated with low bone mass and high fracture rates. So I'm sure most of you have heard, you know, older women, they fall and they break their bones. Um, this can happen at any age, but this is more likely to happen when your bones are brittle and getting enough calcium every day is going to contribute to the growth of healthy bones and the maintenance of healthy bones. And why is this important in our 20s? Because our bones are still in their final maturing stages. And I definitely recommend that you don't take my word for this directly, even though I am citing my sources, but please talk to your primary care practitioner, your internist, um, nutritionist, dietitians on how much of these supplements you should take every day. If you need them, maybe you already have enough of this. Um, get your vitamin D levels checked and see where you're at. The body needs vitamin D to absorb calcium and without enough vitamin D we can't form enough of the hormone called calcitriol. I think I'm saying that wrong, um, which can lead to inefficient calcium absorption from the diet. So even if you're taking in enough calcium, if you don't have enough vitamin D in your body, you can't even absorb the calcium. So you need to have vitamin D as well. You can also eat sources of calcium and vitamin D through your diet. So some vitamin D rich foods include egg yolks, um, fish that derive from salt water, liver for anyone who is super interested in liver, and milk as well. Now listen, I know no one drinks milk anymore, dairy milk, um, but for all of you oat milk and almond milk, soy milk lovers, myself included, because I can't drink dairy, please, please, please get your calcium and vitamin D from other sources because they are crucial for you and we do not want to be in pain, honey, when we're older and we do not want to be falling and breaking those bones. No, 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 no. My second to last area that I want to address is another one that I really don't do myself. I'm going on 25 in November, but I guess I'm speaking this into the universe because 
I want to manifest this type of lifestyle for me. And so this area is establishing a fitness routine in your 20s and building that habit. I think obviously this is just kind of a given that exercising is good for your body. It's good for your heart. It's good for your muscles. It's good for maintaining your weight and mental health. Literally, working out is good for almost every facet of your life. And I don't know why I can't bring myself to do it more often. Every time I do, even if it's like a 30-minute walk or 15-minute Pilates video, I feel so much better. Like you truly do feel good after you work out and I know that after 21 days you can build a habit so maybe I'll have like a little 21 day fitness program where I post on my stories and we can all do it together because honestly I'm getting a little nervous that I don't want to keep this habit that I formed for myself where I literally just sit here watch TV, and I'm not very active. I need to get more active. So anyways, this decade of our lives, once again, is very important of a time to protect ourselves from any further health problems that are avoidable. So exercising can help with a lot of these problems, such as heart disease, Um, Any other chronic diseases such as early onset diabetes, like type 2 diabetes, this will be fitness and um, the healthy eating habits going two and two together. Um, And the exercise, I think something that is very interesting to me that I have learned before, honestly I can't cite my sources here, but I have learned before that certain exercises are better to do in your 20s than others and I know that cardio is one that they say like is fine but try not to go too hard on like running or doing stairs anything that's hard on your knees in your 20s because you're going to pay for it later on and like I was talking about with bone health and how we can help promote healthy and strong bones in our body cardio and running and all these things that are really harsh on our bones and the impact that we are having when we run is harmful to our bodies. Um, So it might be good for our heart, it might be good for other things and that's why it's just kind of like do what you want to do but try not to do too much of it and don't go too hard because we don't want to injure ourselves either. So I did see something that was very interesting in an article that says that low to moderate intensity movement is associated with longevity, which I guess I'm saying to make myself feel better about walking and doing Pilates versus going to the gym and lifting weights. Um, But it is interesting to think about how low and moderate movements could be associated with longevity. I know this is something I learned on a trip to China when everyone in the park of older generations, so probably 70 plus, was doing Tai Chi and they were saying how these movements are just really associated with healthy living in senior adults. And I'll have to talk about that another time because I thought that was so interesting. But I think that is also touching on this sense of 
what types of low or moderate impact exercises can be really good for you if you don't like doing cardio, if you don't like doing weightlifting, or if you have bodies that are prone to injury and can't do those types of exercises. Just know that your movements are associated with longevity. The last thing I want to talk about today is a little bit more serious, and that is developing a healthy relationship with alcohol um, in your 20s, in college, and avoiding substances or using substances wisely during your college years, which are your early 20s, um, because this really can develop poor habits for your future pretty much in an innocent matter. Um, I know that during college years, you want to experiment, and I don't want to be a buzzkill by any means, but, you know, you want to experiment with things that you've never tried before, but you really want to be careful because a lot of substances out there, a lot of drugs are highly addictive substances, and it really only takes you one or two times to get addicted, and there's a whole other science behind addiction, But I just think that if you can avoid these substances and if you can just use whatever excuse in the book against peer pressure, please do that because I promise you it is so disheartening to realize that what was once a party era has turned into something more serious and it sucks. I'm going to be straight up with you there. Um... There's always help that can be provided, but if it's something that you can avoid, please, please try and do so. And then in terms of alcohol, which is still a substance, don't get me wrong, um, developing a healthy relationship with alcohol, I think, obviously this looks different for everyone, but if you are someone that does not have an addiction to alcohol, but you might have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, I think that During these years where we are still forming our lifestyles, if you will, I think, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I went to school, I've never really been a big party person to begin with, I did, uh, you know, party in college, I had a good time, and then as I graduated, I was like, you know, this lifestyle is not necessarily for me all day, every day. And not even every weekend. I mean, there's sometimes like I want to go out and I want to have fun, but it's frankly exhausting and I feel like I don't have the life balance that I want to have when I was just getting drunk every weekend or I'm getting drunk at nighttime. It just, I don't know, like it, well, I know that I have an unhealthier relationship with alcohol and that's something that I've been candid on within this podcast. Um, But I think, again, during these building block times of our lives and being so young, you want to be careful with what you're putting in your body, what that can do to you in the future, and what it can do to your mind. I mean, I think that's what I noticed. My relationship with alcohol just purely started out with me just drinking and having fun and going out after work, but then that starts getting into going out to work every day after work, (laughs) having alcohol every day and it just was not a healthy maintenance of my life anymore if I'm being completely honest with you I don't want to shame anyone else for their lifestyle by any means I'm simply just speaking to those who might see them 
see this in themselves as well. But anyways, I do just want to wrap up this podcast episode. I want to keep it short and sweet. And I hope that with all these tips, we have a nice, fun glow up in our 20s together. And I just want to add on top of all these things is just to have fun and take risk because why not? I mean, this is supposed to be the time where we're having the most fun in our lives. I think there's going to be an area of each decade of our lives where we can choose to have fun and we can choose to do what we want to do. But we are never going to be in our 20s ever again. So you might as well have a blast. Do it carefully. Keep your body healthy and safe through all of that. But take risks. Fall in love Get a job that you've always dreamed of and just have new experiences. But happy August. I can't believe it's almost going to be September, but thank you for listening to today's podcast episode in celebration of National Wellness Month, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Bye!